this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. I'm getting confused now because we're doing the baking podcast and I'm like, what intro is this? <laughs> like, wait, is it, is we it supposed pastry to talk week about or baking? is it Joy and Claire? <laughs> is it dessert week? What's going on? <laughs> it's Joy and Claire. It's just Joy and Claire. No pastries, no bread. <laughs> no, no baked no. goods. No baked goods. Although, okay, there are no baked goods. However, if you are... If you like to bake, I just got this new cookbook called The Book on Pie. It's by Emily McDowell. Excuse me. Sorry. Erin McDowell. She is a um, New York Times food editor and contributor. And it's amazing. I would highly recommend it. It's so interesting because she like the whole first half of the book is just dedicated to like getting super nerdy about pie. So it's like here are all the different ways to make a pie crust. Like here's what the like, different sizes of butter in your crust will mean. Here's what you like if you want to use things instead of butter. Here's different types of flour you can use. Here's like the difference between a blind bake which I learned is if when you completely bake the crust before versus a par bake is when you like just sort of get it started. Get it started. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So a blind bake is for like a custard pie where you're not going to put it back in the oven. We also learned what stodgy really means, but we're not talking about baking on no, the show. No, <laughs> it's true. But I'm, I, I'm just telling you all that I'm really enjoying this book. I'm like reading it like a textbook. Yeah. And then it also has the second half of the book is just all of like the most creative pie recipes I've ever read in my life. So if you are if you like to bake, I would highly recommend the book on pie. It just came out recently. The book and, on pie. And don't forget to there's so many ways that you can buy books online through independent booksellers. I won't list them all because you can Google and most local bookstores can order a book for you and it can be in within a couple of days. Yes. So Avoid going on Amazon for a purchase like this. This is something that you can easily, easily support a small business by buying cookbooks and any type of book from your local bookstore. So that's my rant about bookstores, but also mostly about pie. What pie are you going to bake? Oh, there's so many. So this what's, week, what's, I'm, what's, yep, let's start yep. getting your attention. This week, I'm going to make a savory pie, which is a sesame lamb pot pie with pickled cucumber relish. Shut up. Right? Shut your face. And then Shut your face. <laughs> I like couldn't think of a pie. I was like, there's too many in here. What do I start with? And so I texted my friend Steph and I was like, pick a number between like 150 and 250. Like those are the pages where the pie recipes are. And the page that she picked was a or an Earl Grey infused custard pie with ginger snap crust and caramel sauce. What the actual? This sounds like an actual store that you would go into and be like, I don't know what to pick. These are the most amazing combinations ever. Yes, Why doesn't she have a storefront? Yeah. And then there's also like apple pie, pumpkin pie, like all of the the basics. But then, and then my favorite thing about the the book is that, and then I will promise you, I will stop telling you about this pie cookbook, but it really has been the highlight. Talk about this. It's really been the highlight of my week. Just kidding. This pie cookbook. Um, Then, Everything has a variation. So like the Earl Grey infused custard pie. She's like, here's how you would do this with chai. If you like want chai instead of Earl Grey. Yes. Or like the apple pie is like, here's how you could do this with apple. If you want to make an apple butter pie or if you want to make it with a different type of crust or, you know, here's a pecan pie. But I've tried it with this chocolate crust and it's really good. Like there's all these different ways to mix it's and match. It's endless. It's endless combinations. Endless this people. This is exactly I'm what you need you, right now in quarantine. Yeah. It 
1000% is if you and like pie crust making pie crust from scratch is a skill and you kind of got to like tweak it so I'm really excited to get more into it and yeah that's pretty much been like my most exciting thing this week well you know what I was thinking the other day on my walk which is very nerdy but I'm going to tell you I was on my walk and I was like I really need to do something that's going to make me feel like I'm contributing to kindness in the world Mm -hmm. and you know (laughs) you know how people will like paint rocks and like leave them in random places and oh yeah I found one for miles the other day it was so cute yeah like I want to start doing that (laughs) like you totally should like I could do that it doesn't take like amazing abilities as an artist I could just paint something and like put some cute little saying on it and then just start leaving nice rocks around town you totally should I could be the the rock fairy like who's in yeah is anyone any listeners anyone want to do this with me (laughs) I think that sounds like a great idea we found one the other day and it was like such a fun find. Miles was so excited. <clears throat> and now we put it in, um, it lives now with one of our house plants. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. So cute. So you definitely so, should like do that. Something very small, but could make someone's day. Did you ever hear about the way that I believe it's, is it irises? It can't be irises because irises are bulb are a bulb. Okay. Lupins, lupines, lupine okay. flowers. Sandy told me about this. Mom, Sandy told me about this. And Loop. I I need to find out if it's pronounced lupin or lupine. If you are somebody Someone who knows the us. answer to that question, <laughs> I get thrown off because of Professor Lupin from Harry Potter, and I'm like, I know, and it's like you know when you are confused if something is one way or another way, and then you learn it, but then you just second guess yourself you every time, and you're like, totally. wait, was that the one that was corrected or was that the wrong one? Totally. And you just end up in a loop, and, and I will never call it the right thing. Anything that I now, yeah. I feel like once you hit maybe 35. Anything that you have solidified into your brain, you will never call it anything different. Like the correct word. The wrong word is solidified. I I get it from my father and I don't apologize for it. He does it. Right. He he can't remember my best friend's name. He'll be like, how's Mel? (laughs) Mel. I'm like, Melanie? (laughs) Yes, Melanie. (laughs) Like I've been friends there for 30 years, but. Yeah. Um, Okay. So. Loop, loop, the little flower, you know what I'm talking about, those little like cone flowers. They are not native to the Northeast. And in fact, I don't think, yeah, Alpine lupine, alpine lupins, whatever they are, are native to like the alpine regions, but they're not native to the Northeast, but they're everywhere. And the story, which is actually true, is that a woman from England loved them so much that she would just go around everywhere she went with pockets full of seeds and just scatter them everywhere she went. And now Maine is known for having so many of these flowers everywhere. And it's like a lot of it is due to this one woman who like, if she was driving down the road, she would just like scatter them out the window. Scatter if she was them. walking down the road, maybe not driving. Cause this is like, do you think that's 1900s, folklore or, think, or is that for real? No, it's for real. It's that woman her who name scatters is, painted rocks everywhere. Yeah. Miss Rumpheus. What if we did like a hands across the world? What was it? Hands across America. Hands. Yeah. Something like that. And, see, but it's rocks across America. Rocks across America. <laughs> And we just spread all the goodness and kindness on rocks. All right. So here's the legend. Miss Rumpheus is like the... the um, Fairy godmother? A children's book character, but she was based on this woman named Hilda Edwards. Okay. Who would who would really do this? She put began putting seeds in her pocket when she walked to the post office and strewing them along the roadside. She did it in secret, rarely telling anyone about her obsession. When That's friends really gave cute. her a ride, they'd catch her tossing lupin seeds out the window. I want to be that person. That's like my new mission in life is just like that would be the best legacy places. to leave. Right? To be like remembered as the woman who like scattered yeah. wildflower seeds everywhere. I'm sure people would like hate me now for it because we're like <laughs> In the city, like, why are these wildflowers in my yard? I mean, I would be not mad at all if wildflowers yeah. showed up in my yard. 
we had a bunch of flowers in our garden this year that were complete volunteers. And oh, I, I love volunteers. Yeah. And you're like, where did you come from, Where'd little you morning come glory? From? Yeah. Like, hey, you must we like had, it here. Like we had a, a we had an entire row of sunflowers that were only volunteers because sunflowers the reason we plant sunflowers is for the squirrels and the birds and so you know it makes sense that then the seeds just get back into the soil but we had this huge morning glory we've never planted morning glories but our neighbors across the street have morning <gasps> glories and it found your yard yeah and I was like, like the hey, parrots buddy. find each other yes <laughs> it's like a bird brought you over here and this is the bird. poetic and beautiful <laughs> it's so great. Have you seen the parrots recently? We really need a story for yes. you to catch that someday. Yeah. I, like, he I need wants it on that every video. Day. I know. This guy's a character too. I know. He was, he, the other day he was walking by and he was telling me how he was worried there for a little bit that he was going to have to, he was like, if anybody looks at my search history right now, they'd see a lot of questions about immigrating to Canada. <laughs> I think everyone has that in yeah, I was like, I don't think it matters who you I voted for. I think we've I think all been searching. a lot of people that have <laughs> questionable all been searches. looking at that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I would I love to see, like, the most random things that pop up when you start, you know, when you start a sentence and it, like, suggests things yes. for you. Those always make me laugh. because I'm like, this is the most popular search right now. Moving to Canada. <laughs> The last time we recorded, well, with just us, it was right before the election. It was so like we, the day after the election, right? Where we, but we still didn't know. No, because we were, we, uh, was it? Yeah, because yeah. remember we recorded, we were, we oh, waited yes. to record we, on that Wednesday, yes. but it was still like, we don't That's know. right. That's totally and we right. Okay. Did just Everything's like, been a blur yeah. since that week. I know. So we haven't like recorded since we got the results. So right. I did want to just point out that one of our listeners, Bitch Can Move, is her Instagram handle. I just love that. I just want to refer to her as that. Danielle sent us a voice memo. It was really great. She basically was just like, hey, I just wanted to let you guys know, like, I'm really relieved, but I felt like after the results of the election, I just felt like I got this huge weight off my shoulders. And Chrissy Teigen tweeted something really cute that was basically like, after learning the results of this election, it feels like I just took off my bra, took off a weighted blanket, took off my makeup, like all the things that just feel took good out at her the extensions. End of the day. <laughs> right, take out her extensions. Yeah. She's like, I just feel like all of that happened at once. And I just wanted to call that out for a lot of people who felt that way, myself mm-hmm. included. I didn't realize how much and I just want to point something out really quick too, because I know just because we may have differing opinions doesn't mean we don't agree with what you think. I think there's that's just been really bothering me lately is we'll get some feedback where people are like, I just feel like you, you know, any anytime I don't agree with you, I feel like I'm not welcome in your space. I'm like, that's never the place we want to mm-hmm. have. We want to have everyone welcome in the space, but we just have a one-sided conversation here because it's Claire and I. One time somebody was like, don't listen to this podcast. You're just getting talked at. And I was like, that's literally what podcasts are. That's literally what podcasts are. You know, that's just something I just want to call out is everyone is welcome here. And we, if you were sitting in the same room as us right now, we'd have a lovely conversation, you know? So I think that's the hard part is social media and podcasts. You just can't have that respectful conversation. And my tone and the way I talk is I have a deeper voice. I think it's a little more authoritative. And I think people sometimes think I'm like yelling at them. And I'm like, no, I'm just talking passionately about things. And that's just who I am as a person. But so I just want to say that right now, because I don't want people to think like, oh, just because we were relieved about the election and you guys were hurting, then we can't listen to this podcast. It's like, no, we're always going to disagree on things. So I just wanted to bring that up again. But I truly felt so relieved, but I didn't know how stressed that election made me until after it was over. And I'll get to the whole diagnosis thing too, is how that kind of related to it. Yeah, I think, I think the like, 
taking off your bra at the end of the day. Oh my God. Analogy is so perfect because like in the, you know, or like unbuttoning your pants that are like a half a size too small. Like you don't necessarily realize all day how tight Until it feels. Until after. And yeah. then you take it off and you're like, oh, that f-. like I feel that way in the morning when I turn off the sound machine that we keep on in the hallway. I'm like, I don't realize how much this, like how loud this feels until I turn it off and I'm like, Oh, it's like quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that sense of relief. Yeah. And so I just wanted to share Danielle's voice memo that she left us too, and just how I think a lot of us felt. And I'm going to say this too, that might be controversial. I mean, no disrespect, but I truly feel like it was a very dysfunctional relationship that we were trying to navigate for four years. Mm hmm. I know not everyone felt that way. That was just my experience. And I just well, really felt like after that was over, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I think that's why that was such a stressful ele- election for me was because I was so worried that I was going to have to endure four more years of that. And I think that even, you know, most of the Trump supporters that I have talked to, and I don't want to turn this into a political conversation. No, we're not. We're moving on. I just there's wanted no, to bring no, that up. no need to beat a dead horse. Yeah, but I, right. I do think... It's just, you know, I think that the behavior of Trump, you know, was never there. I don't think there's anybody who was like, yeah, he behaved appropriately all the time. (laughs) Right, right, right. No one is saying that. It's just more of like maybe one issue things or whatever it is that you believe in. It's totally fine. I just think like there was a lot of us that experienced obviously half of the world is still or half of the nation still voted for Trump. And I took great issue in that. And I think there was some people that uh, I was very, I posted a lot of political stuff because that was the only way that I could feel like I was doing something. I know that sounds really stupid, but it was like on my own personal Facebook page, on my own Mm -hmm. personal Instagram account. I was just like, I have to, I just have to put something somewhere. I'm not saying it was the best choice. I really know that's like social media was causing 99% of my stress this year. But I think that putting out a very passionate something that you stand against can come across really poorly. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, just because we differ or I said something like, oh, I can't, I couldn't believe like half of the nation voted for Trump. I really can't. Like with Mm -hmm. all the crap that he has done and not even going into that, but that was something that I'd posted and people were like, I can't believe you're judging people for voting. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I am like, and I'm human and I am judging people who, and, well, and, I think and I'm sure also, you're judging me for the way I'm talking about it. Like, it's just, right. it's so interesting. And it's hard to imagine, you know, we have tried and it, you know, maybe we need to try harder or I don't know what, but to put some yourself in someone's place whose values clearly vary so different or vary yeah. so much from your own. And I think that's, right. you know, it's like, so anyway, here we are. Here we it's, are. The election happened. The election happened. The Biden dude is, won. Is, yeah, the dude is completely ignoring the fact that he lost. And people really think that something's going to happen in court. I'm like, you guys, you got to just accept reality. Like, that's not reality. Hello, this is not reality. Like, welcome to reality. Everybody just put your feet on the ground. <laughs> this is what's going on. And we're going to move on. I'm just very relieved. I'm very relieved. I hope this freaking pandemic gets under control because I can't handle another shutdown and people like dying because totally. people aren't taking this seriously because our leader's not taking this seriously. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to get an email for my tone. It's fine. I just don't care anymore. Okay, so talk about the other big thing that you found out though, right in that same time frame, along with the stress and everything and yeah. you'd been feeling really stressed and really frazzled and... Oh my God. So the long and short of it was probably end of September, early October. I just started having these really weird symptoms. I was like 
like getting really shaky. I posted something on Instagram stories where I was like, gosh, I feel like I can't run for more than five minutes with feeling like I'm going to die and my heart rate is through the roof. And that was really odd for me because I've been mostly doing running and walking this summer and I was just really into Peloton and really paying attention to all my stats, which is just a fun goal for me. It's nothing that I'm like taking too seriously, but I just noticed that metric. And so I was like, this is really weird. I noticed that and then I noticed I noticed I was losing weight thinking, well, this is probably from Peloton, but I was eating the same. And that was really weird for me because my body typically stays the same always. Just to kind of note this, because I know we've talked about body stuff before. I'm not like weighing myself every day, but I just felt weird. So I was starting to take some measurements just to get some data. But I also was starting to feel really shaky. So all these weird things just started coming up. Foods weren't tasting the same. And it wasn't like I was feeling like I had COVID or anything. I just felt like this is bizarre. I'm not craving anything. Like nothing sounds good. So fast forward to end of October, you know, we're going into the election. I'm getting really nervous. I'm waking up every morning. Like I can't catch my breath. And you probably notice now that I'm talking very much up in my chest because, and I think I mentioned this on a podcast like a few weeks ago where I was like, I'm feeling like I'm talking up in my chest and that was really a symptom. That's not like a normal thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was starting to get like shortness of breath. So you might hear that in my voice here, but I, after the election, I noticed, okay, I just needed to like take a weekend and just chill out and relax. And I did that. And then I woke up Monday and I was still shaking and I was like, this is bizarre. And I noticed it when I was putting on my makeup, I was putting on my mascara, uh, mascara and my hands were shaking. I was like, this is not right. So I walked out like getting ready to go to work and Scott's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I think I need to go to the doctor. And this was on Monday morning. And I just like blurted out. And I knew that like, I think I knew that, but I wasn't even contemplating going to the doctor. So I got in that morning. I just happened to grab an appointment. I see my PCP. I walk into her office and I know her from like working in the building. Like we know each other appropriately. We're not like friends or anything. Mm -hmm. And the second she walked in, I just started bawling. And I like the whole time, you know, when you tell yourself you're not going to cry, I'm like, don't cry. It's fine. You're fine, Joy. You're fine. But I just knew something was wrong and I was so sick of like keeping it in or trying to act like it was normal that I just couldn't hold it in anymore. So the second she walked in, I just started falling and she's like, oh my God, you're fine. Let it out. Like she's, she knows I'm a therapist and she's like, you know that this is normal. I'm like, yes. So basically we kind of thought it was anxiety because I was just telling her everything that had happened and how JT was sick in October and like all these, like my car accident. And I was like, and the election, I'm like, I can't believe it's like finally over. Thought it was anxiety, did all the blood work. She did like a chest x-ray, you know, we did all this stuff. And then like that night she calls me, she's like, I can't believe I missed this, Joy. Your thyroid levels are really high. And I was just like, oh, she's like, it's not anxiety. You just have all the symptoms of hyperthyroidism. So I started reading and I'm like, okay, I need to get, I need to stop Googling these symptoms because it's not good. And it was scaring me just from what I was reading. So I took a few days and, you know, just kind of thought about it. Well, I have to get a scan. It's like a basically like an ultrasound on your thyroid to kind of figure out what's not working. And that's where I'm at. So I've been doing like unofficial moderate research because I really don't like anything on the internet right now. And there's not a lot of stuff on hyperthyroidism. There's a lot on hypo um, and hyper is not as common apparently. So I, I really appreciate all the listeners. I did like a call out on 
stories just to kind of say, hey, um, has anyone dealt with this before? Any advice? And I know everyone's different, so I'm not going to be like taking everyone's advice to a T, but just kind of resources and such. And that was just really helpful to know. I think with anything you go through, it's just helpful to know you're not alone. Yeah. And it's always helpful to hear like, this is where I found stuff and this is what helped me. And yeah, I mean, you had texted Jess and I that morning saying like, I went to my doctor. We're sure it's anxiety. She's, you know, did the did the blood work just to be sure, but yeah, because I was a know. mess, and I was just like, I think the anxiety was so high because I knew something was going on. Yeah, and but I think it is interesting to look back over the last couple of months and think about how much of that you, even as a therapist really normalized in yourself oh, that like totally I was like you can handle this this is just stress look at this whole year I mean I was passing off everything mm-hmm. and and I think the oddest part like the thing that really got me worried was the weight loss because it was significant for my body and I was eating just the same if not more than normal and so that was where I was like this is not okay and I wasn't feeling strong like my muscles were kind of deteriorating I look kind of for me I'm not like labeling this um, I'm just I look kind of like noodly which normally I'm like very muscular and like my muscles are very crossfitty and I also thought that was just from running so I think that was the red flag where right I was well like, I- Oh, and I, and think, I was like shaking all the time. Like whenever I, I mean, would go up to stand huge. up, my legs would shake. Like, and I'm like, this is not, not this right. is not normal. Well, and I think it's like you know to, to talk about your body composition. Like, it's not good or bad. It's just your body just composition is. changed like, unexplained. Like for me, yeah, for an, I think that an was, unexplained reason, right? And I think that's what I was feeling a little weird talking about because I just know like we've talked about this in the past of mm-hmm. you know body types and body sizes. I'm like, no, this is just not normal for me. And right? Yeah, it just changed change yeah. suddenly any right. sudden change that's not explainable yeah. in your body composition is always but i and i think that you know it's helpful for people to hear to like have also the experience normalized of really trying to power through things and then realizing like this is you know if you're somebody who's listening who's like yeah i've kind of been noticing some weird stuff but i'm sure it's just nothing like don't be sure it's just nothing yeah don't be sure it's just nothing and i felt so stupid going to my doctor that morning i remember looking at the online schedule and i was like hovering my finger over the mouse like should i go should i not go because there was only one appointment that morning. And I'm so glad I did. Because I thought, I'm just wasting our time for stupid anxiety. And mm-hmm. look, I know that. I know it sounds silly. But like for me, I was like, I can handle this. Like, what, I'm stressed about work? You know, I just was like doing the comparative suffering thing and thinking, you're so stupid. You can handle this. Like just power through it. Anyway, long story short, I'm taking a couple weeks of um, like sick leave for from my doctor's orders, which I also was having a hard time. I was like, no, I just need like a week. Like maybe I'll just take mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week because it's like a slow week because we have so much going on in my department right now. And then she's like, I really think you need to take more time. This is really stressing you out. And I think you just need to go like get your scans, like take a couple weeks to just step away from work. I know the thyroid is like high related to reacting to stress. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. So I'll, I mean, I'll let you guys know what I find. I also, I have a good friend who sees a naturopathic doctor. So I'm also scheduling with her just to kind of get all the options, Eastern, Western. I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not opposed to anything. If I have to do something and take a pill for the rest of my life, and that's the only thing that's going to help me, great. If not, great. You know, so I'm not trying to label any one way, but I just, I think what I'm struggling with the most is I don't feel strong. (laughs) Like Mm. I've never not felt strong in my life. And I think that's just really hard because like, I don't know, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I think it's it's hard anytime that like 
And we've talked about this when I got pregnant. We've talked about this. We've heard about this from athletes when they get injured. Like you don't realize how much of your, I mean, it's, it sounds dramatic to say identity, but really like your identity and your, the way you see yourself is based on, we've also talked a lot about how you are somebody who very closely identifies with your hobbies. Yeah. And so, you know, to have this physical component of your life that you've really had your whole life. And then also to be someone who really identifies with the the activities that you do yeah. and to feel like those are out of whack, it just must be so disorienting. Yeah, it's really disorienting. And um, the fact that I like can't do what I've done before, like I can't do any type of really high intensity exercise. Mm-hmm. My heart rate goes from like normal to 170 in a minute. It's like just it's really out of whack. And so that just really sucks. But I think the the piece that I've been thinking about a lot too is just, it is, that is something that I really want to keep doing. And I think it's really made me appreciate strength. And for all the times I've maybe joked about having a more muscular body or that that's been something that people kind of associate with, I'm like, I still want that. Like, I don't want to just be, I don't want my body to change. I think I'm really kind of attached to that feeling too, which is I'm normal, but I talked to the doctor, the naturopathic doctor, and she was like, what are your goals? Like we did like a phone consult before we scheduled an intake just to make sure it was like a good fit and that she could help me with my symptoms. She's like, what is your goal? I'm like, I just want to be working out when I'm 80. Like Mm -hmm. I just, that's my goal. I want to be able to move (laughs) and do workouts and be like RBG doing the little weights when I'm 80. Like that's what (laughs) I want. I don't care about anything else. So I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you for everyone again for just sharing your personal experiences. I know that's personal stuff and I just really appreciate you sharing that. Just, um, I know everyone is different and I'm just hoping I get some answers this weekend because I have my naturopathic appointment this weekend and then I have the scan next Tuesday. So that's where I'm at. All right. If anyone has additional resources, please let me know. Let's take a quick break and talk some sponsor talk. Let's talk some sponsor talk. (gasps) Should we talk about some blue blocks? (laughs) I think we should. I think we should. Okay, guys, we have some glasses for you. I don't know if you've heard of us talk about blue blocks yet. We love blue blocks. We love that they are so involved with our podcast. We love that they are supporting us. We love their product. I wear my blue blocks glasses all the time. Joy wears hers all the time. We have a lot of great community members who have written to us and tell, told us that they love their blue blocks glasses. They're super high quality. And so many people have written us and said, I didn't really understand what you meant when you said you get what you pay for, but now I get it because I've had these cheapy glasses and yep. these just feel so much nicer. They're so, so much more nice. comfortable to wear. I'm not afraid of scratching them all the time. Head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. The discount code is JOY. And for every purchase, they will make a donation through their nonprofit partner to get a pair of eyeglasses to someone in need. So you can feel good about that as well. Just as an FYI, they are based in Australia. So the shipping can take a little bit, a little while, but it's definitely worth it. Your purchase helps support our podcast. And guys, I don't know if you know this, but the holidays are just around the corner. Now's a great time (laughs) to start putting this on your wish list for Santa, or if someone else has this on their wish list, if they've been like complaining about sleep or complaining about staring at screens, just saying this would make a great gift. Thank you for supporting Blue Blocks and supporting the sponsors that support our podcast. The discount code is joy. So we've got some voice memos about the best advice you've ever received. Do you oh my have gosh. the best or worst? Do you have like worst advice? That feels like a million years ago when we asked I that know. question. So just as I a know. reminder, the last question we asked was to please 
tell us about some very good or very bad advice that you've received in your life. My famous best advice that I always like to share is when my mom told me, you don't have to say everything you think. Yes, I love that one too. It's a good one. And you know, it's something that I still come back to to this day. I'm sure that I've received bad advice, but I must have erased it from my brain. I feel like most bad advice I've received is diet advice. Like pretty yes. much any diet advice I've any ever received. Any diet advice. Run. <laughs> run. Run. Run diet away. Diet culture is going to come Unless get you. Unless you're talking to Laura Ligos. That'd be fine. <laughs> and, but even she would be like, I don't give diet advice. I <laughs> Yeah, she would. She'd be like, uh, yeah, no. Don't call it diet advice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm also trying to think if there are any like bad like beauty hacks that I used to believe like I would put that in the category of bad advice like you know I'm just thinking of all those like little blurbs in Cosmo magazines that are like oh yes sleep with a piece of tape in between your boobs to keep from getting cleavage wrinkles or like that (laughs) that's a real one that's a real life example because you know what we all need to be worried about is if we sleep on our sides that our boobs will create chest wrinkles because that's the about- biggest problem facing <laughs> the humanity today chest is women wrinkles. having chest wrinkles. <gasps> oh my God. Your mom's chest hair. My <laughs> mom's chest hair. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Probably all those magazine advice columns that were like, should you call that boy? Like boy advice or something. Oh my oh God. Oh my gosh. Just don't even. Okay. So this one is from Shannon. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Shannon from North Carolina, and I was just calling to answer your question about the best piece of advice that you've ever received. Mine actually came from my mom um, during my first year of teaching. It was a very bad situation. I won't go into details, but not a good setting for a first year teacher. And I was having a lot of problems and I really wanted to quit. And my mom basically wouldn't let me. I would call her crying every night. And, um, she just said, you can do anything for a year or a school year. You can do anything for a year. After that, you know, go to a different school, find a different classroom, um, do anything else you want with your life. You don't even have to teach anymore, but you can do anything for a year. And I've kind of kept that advice and I will change the time frame. Uh, it really helps me out when I used to do CrossFit workouts. <laughs> I would tell myself, you can do anything for five minutes or, you know, you can do anything for 30 seconds. And it would just get me through. And then when I had my son and I was going through labor, I would just tell myself, you can do anything for five minutes. And I would set the little mini goals and I would get through it. And then I would say, okay, you can do anything for 10 minutes. And so I just really kept that advice for my entire life and I'll change the time frame. And it always works for me. And I just keep that, that mantra going in, in my head. And, um, so it's been really useful for me and, uh, Yeah, that's what I've got. I love listening to you guys. I think you guys are doing a great job and I hope you guys are staying safe. Bye. I use that one all the time too. I use that one mostly when I'm working out. Yeah, I used to give that cue as a coach all the time where I'd be like, if we were like doing an an AMRAP or something, I'd be like, come on, you can do anything for 12 minutes. 12 minutes is a bad example. 12 minutes in a workout is a really long time. (laughs) 12 minutes is like an entire wad. Right. (laughs) That's great advice though. And I think that there's always like such a fine line between sticking with something that's toxic versus like having to see the experience through. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, I definitely yeah. always grapple with. So I like that. I think it's hard when people feel like, okay, how much should I put up with or where can I find something better? And how long should you give something a chance? Mm-hmm. I think especially with jobs, it's really, it's hard to kind of define that line of like, when should I leave? If it's not like horrible, but it's not great. Cause I think that's a scary decision. This one is from Allie. 
Hi, Joy and Claire. Ali here from Melbourne, Australia. Um, my piece of advice has come from my wise mother. Um, it's an oldie but a goodie, but it is if you're on a plane and the plane's going down, they instruct you to fit your oxygen mask before you can help anybody else. And I think it's just so true. And, uh, and 2020 in general, I think it's just shown that we have to look after ourselves before we can help anyone else. It's not selfish. It's necessary. So, yeah, that's it. And thank you very much. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Take care of yourself before you take care of others. <laughs> that is a good one. And that is so hard to remember. That's so hard to remember. But you know what? The thing I think about 2020, and I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to stop saying like, oh, 2020 sucks because 2021 could suck too. But we, <laughs> as a, we as a collective society have grown so much stronger for those of us who have really kind of dug into all this hard stuff um, and taken it seriously. We've grown stronger. So I think there's times where I'm like, hey, bring it on. I think I can handle a lot of things after this year. I know. I think that um, the other day I was texting with a friend who has two, she has twins who are the same age as Evie. And she was like venting to me about her husband, which again, guys, like find some friends who you can safe space vent about to your husband. It's it's not, I think it's really healthy. It's so it's helpful because then you can be like, okay, this is normal. Let's laugh about yeah. it. Okay, moving Like on. the other day yeah. I had a thing where I was like, Otherwise, okay, serious question. This is something that I'm like worried about. Is this normal? And you and Jess were like, yeah, that's normal. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. Like and it, then you'll I, like ruminate forever. Otherwise yeah. you'll ruminate forever. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, we're getting a divorce. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> not, we're the only couple that don't does go this. So anyway, <laughs> so she was like, my husband is driving me crazy because he won't take care of himself. He won't do anything for himself. He's like running around just doing errands for everyone else all the time. And I tell him to take time for himself and he won't do it. But it's but then he like is mad about how he doesn't have any time for himself. And I was like, oh, I do this. And, she, <laughs> and I was like, and here's why. It's because I want to feel bad. And I was like, I know that that sounds crazy, but that if I like dig into my soul, that's what's happening is I'm like just relishing this feeling of crappiness because I feel like I'm like, mar you know, this martyr in my own life. And I'm like, everyone's going to see how selfless I am. And even though I'm see, miserable, see all the things I do. Yeah. And I was like, and like, if I, and complaining can feel so good and I want to have something to complain about. So this is how I do that. So, and I was like, so here's what you got to do. Like, you need to just completely ignore him. And she was like, oh, I'll try that. And I, and afterwards I was like, that was like the most like introspective thing I've ever said on a, on a text message. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels good to feel like crap. <laughs> but cut that crap out. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel good to feel like crap though. It's it kind of does. You just got to feel like crap. Sometimes gotta get you it do. Out move on. So true. Allie wrote in a, or she sent in a voice memo that she was like, the advice where people are kind of like dismissing your struggle. Well, if it's like, oh, I really am struggling with my kid. And they're like, well, at least just wait until you get to the toddler years. If they're yeah. like an infant and like, oh, well just wait. It's kind of like that. Not just, yeah. It's, I guess it's like almost comparative suffering or dismissive where she's like, that's not helpful advice. You know, like I'm struggling totally. now. Totally. Yeah. I hate it when people, I mean, hate is a strong word, but yeah, it, it drives me crazy when people do that when like I, and I have gotten really, I've just noticed this so much more in the last couple of years when people do this, when you say like, oh, you know, 
I'm having X problem. And they're like, well, at least you, you know, they like, they don't even acknowledge it. They just immediately try to fix it or spin it or make you, it's like, make you feel better. And it's like, you know, if I come to you and ask, hey, I need help with this, then yeah, give me advice. Tell me what's worked. Tell me, you know, try to cheer me up, whatever. But if I just come to you and say, man, this sucks. What I want to hear back is like, yeah, that sounds like it really sucks. Sucks. It's kind of the same zip code as when people like when someone you lose someone close in your life or what have you. And they're like, oh, they say like inappropriate things like, either, yeah, like they're in a better place, they're in a or, better, better yeah. place. I didn't want to say that because I'm like, I hate that one so much. So much. Or at least you have at least you have good, yeah, good, you have good memories of them. They wouldn't want you to yeah. be sad. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you know all what? that just grief and sucks. Stop trying to like explain it away. It's kind of the same thing where you're just kind of explaining away. So don't let people masquerade that advice Ah. (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) okay but advice that masquerades as an insult that's what i'm trying to say yes totally sarah has some best advice hi joy and claire this is sarah from portland and the best piece of advice i ever got was from my father just for a little bit of context my family is from the midwest and all very stoic and non-emotional except for me um and both my mom and dad as well as my brother had only dated under five people before they married their significant others so i seemed like a very prolific dater uh, to all of them and I remember complaining to my father once uh, just about the level of heartbreak and getting your hopes up and then being let down and how exhausting it was and it surprised me so much because my dad looked at me and said you just have to keep diving into the pool headlong And one day there will be water in it instead of a fucking cement bottom. And so that was my greatest piece of advice. I hope you enjoyed it. Love your show. Thanks so much. Bye. That was so cute. That reminds me. Now I want people to write in their advice that their parents or grandfathers or grandmothers are like, never trust a fly or something. Right. Like, what are like the sayings? My mom's mom's saying the show he says is, you can't fall from the floor. Yeah. Like, I love those. Yeah. Like, what are your, like, so parent? Yeah. Tell us. That's not, that won't be our official question for next week because I no, have another one. But, but we, yeah, but we want that Please feel free too. to write us in and tell us about them. I just want to acknowledge Ellen. Her voice memo was a little long and she was like, I know you probably can't play this. And Ellen, I just want to acknowledge that you're not alone. She was just really bummed out about the pandemic and she's going through um, a really difficult time losing her stepmother to colon cancer. Wow. And she's kind of in the hospice stage. And I just want to say, Ellen, I know how that feels. I lost my favorite aunt to colon cancer and it's devastating. And she just said that she's like, I just really am struggling right now because this pandemic is, some people aren't taking it seriously. So she just kind of wanted to be like, this is just such a struggle for people who are going through such a hard time. So I just wanted to acknowledge Ellen, we hear you and we're sending you lots of love. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, like when I lost my grandma back in May. I mean, we were supposed to have gone out to visit them in April and we had to cancel the trip. And then, you know, then she passed away. And that's something that I will remember for the rest of my life. And and but more than that, the experience of grieving during a pandemic is very complex. And the experience of trying to be with your family when you can't be with them and, you know, having all of it, just this like 
really intense experience added on to something that's already been a really intense year. Yeah. So that sucks. We're so thinking, thinking of, of all you. of you guys who are going through something like that is, I think of that all the time, what people yeah. must be going through. Yeah. I mean, not to compare, you know, not at all saying that I'm going through something to that level, but I definitely have been feeling a lot of added stress in the last like week and a half of just the never ending feeling of the situation. You know, back in March, I remember posting something that was like, this is not forever. And now I'm like, yeah, really Claire, that did not age well. Like it feels, it just feels (laughs) forever. And it feels like I feel forever. And like with, I posted something the other day on Instagram. I was like, it's been a hard year for extroverts. And like, I want to acknowledge, I know it's been a hard year for introverts as well, but I think there are unique challenges to being an extrovert when you can't be around people. There's really only so many times, so many like ways that I can fill my cup because the majority of the things that I want to do are like literally illegal right now, you know, not (laughs) and like apart from being illegal, it would just be really irresponsible. It would be really irresponsible. Are not things that I would do, you know, even if it wasn't prohibited by the government. And I think, you know, I've been talking to Brandon about that a lot and just working from home. My like work from home has sort of you know, potentially been extended more or less indefinitely. Like we don't really have a clear plan for going back to the office and I'm grateful to be able to work from home for sure. Like so, so grateful, but it's also just like, I need that. I need to be around other like groups of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And casually, you know, I need to just like be in a crowded room. Right. Like, and I was just thinking the other day, like I was fantasizing about going to a, I'm 43 guys, 43. I was fantasizing about going to a dance club with like so many right? people in this, like, like just crazy music so loud and just so many people and you're like sweating. And I was like, I would look at that two years ago and be like nightmare. That's my nightmare. Right. And now I'm like, <laughs> I would, I would kill to do that right now. Like, yes. I know it's just so, so hard. It's well, so and hard. I think that like there's this perception that people who are still going by the COVID protocols are like fine with it. And it's like, you know, well, it no. just like, you know, that we're doing it because it's not hard and we're doing it because, you know, like and the people who are kind of throwing up their hands being like, forget it. I'm, you know, going to go back to living Pandemic my life. Pandemic fatigue. Yeah. Right. Are, I think have some of them have this perception that the people who are continuing to do it aren't having as hard of a time as them and therefore they're justified in throwing up their hands. Right. And so I just want to say if you're still, you know, following all the guidelines and staying home as much as you can and salute you, we salute you. And if you're doing that while also feeling completely burned out about the fact that you have to do that, we are right there with you. Yes, let's all paint some rocks together. <laughs> like, For real. Bake some pies. Let's bake some pies, paint some rocks. But it is. And I think the my theory on why, well, I'm sure there's, <laughs> let's listen to Dr. Fauci. But my, my theory about like why this has just blown up because we have this we just got another code red or level red or what have you in right. Colorado for our area. And it's just like, we're here again. I My thoughts are people are thinking, well, it's just two or three people at my house. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to hang out with like two people or three people. Well, you think of like millions of people doing that same thing. That is why we have a spread. And then you put the people, I have a friend in Arizona who just texted me a photo of a football game, stadium full of people no masks, Arizona. What the actual F get your crap together. Right. And they're like, it's outdoors. Like, well, so was the thing that the president got COVID at. Yeah. Hey, newsflash. The other thing that I was like, okay, this is my new theory for people who say 
that they don't believe in COVID. For every person who says that, they have to go sit in a waiting room and watch all the people coming in with COVID. And right. All the front line, they have to hang out with a frontline worker and watch their job and how busy they are and how much how hard they're working for a dipshit like you <laughs> saying that you, this is not real. I can't believe Go. like it's like people who don't believe in dinosaurs. Yeah, it's you know, it's, or the people. It's like this is on the part of people who don't believe in climate change. Like we can argue the semantics yeah. of like, the exact numbers, but you can't tell me that it doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, you're judging me for not believing in this. Yes, yes we are a hundred percent. If you don't believe in COVID. I don't I know love what when to tell Claire you. gets really like passionate about stuff. She gets really close to the camera. I do. I, I lean could, in. Like, she leans in and she's like, "I got to tell you this, guys." She gets very. I do very... my like Obama hands. <laughs> oh oh okay. my goodness! Let's end it on also another positive note for a show that I just watched and binged this weekend. Emily in Paris. If anybody oh, wants a good show, Joy, I can't believe you didn't know this. You're supposed to pronounce it Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. Yeah. Emily in Paris. You're supposed yeah. to say it like that. Netflix tweeted. Emily, Yeah. Emily in Paris is so cute. Watch it. It's like this this young generation's version of Sex in the City. It's oh, cute. so cute. Okay. It's so cute. So watch I it. I watched The Queen's Gambit. Did you watch that yet? <gasps> I just started it. Is it good? It's good. It's good. Yeah. And I okay, don't like I TV started. that much. And I like Yeah, it. I know. I'm very surprised. You don't well, watch new shows. I know. I've had some like actual time to watch shows this week. And I've watched The Queen, Queen's Gambit. It was really good. And I'm okay, guys. Update. Important update. I'm almost done with Schitt's Creek. I have like five episodes in the last. Who's final your favorite season. character? David. Of course. David yes. is the best. He has the so best. Good. The sarcasm is just the so sarcasm amazing. and his gestures and his facial expressions. His facial expressions are so unbelievable. He's so to die good. for. Like it's to, there's yes. no one like him. There's no one no, like him. He's it's so the good. best. And then, but like, and then his relationship with Patrick, I'm obsessed with. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. Did you I, see the episode where he sings Simply the Best to him? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. It's, I know. That's that like was amazing. Favorite. I think I might just go play that scene. I am. Okay. Huge spoilers ahead, people. So if you yes, haven't. turn it off. If watching Schitt's Creek. Because you all have to watch Schitt's Creek. It will save the world. I just finished the episode where Ted has to go back to the Galapagos. Uh. So I'm like, really, we're winding down. Winding down. Yeah. yeah. But it's oh, been good. It, okay, but like, it definitely took me well into the third season, if not into the fourth season, to like, feel like I was invested. To really like, fall in love with the with the Rose family? Yeah, because it wasn't even that. It was more that like, I just kind of felt like, the, it was fine and it was entertaining, but I wasn't like, grabbed okay. until the third or fourth season. And I would say on principle, I don't appreciate having to wait to get more than halfway through a series before I can get invested. So I'm still holding on to that factoid that like, I'm still annoyed by how long it took for me to get into it, but <laughs> I'm finishing on a high note because I do, I did really like it. So proud of you. I, think I know. Proud. All right, guys. So next week's episode will come out on Thanksgiving, believe it or not, which is also my birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday to me. And we, first of all, encourage you to keep your gatherings very responsible. Keep them very small and responsible. And second of all, we would like to know for next week's question, if you have any Thanksgiving horror stories, because I feel like next week on Thanksgiving, it's going to look really different for a lot of us. And we are all going to need a good laugh. We really are. When this usually our Thanksgiving episode because we've always released on Thursdays. So this will be our what, like eighth Thanksgiving episode. Usually they are about like distracting you from your relatives if you need a distraction. <laughs> this one is going to be f about bringing some cheer into a day that may feel a little bit of a bummer because you're not able to be with the people you want to be with. Yes. So 
please send us your hilarious Thanksgiving fail stories. And I'm hoping for some like National Lampoon style. Oh, I really hope so. Turkey fails. and oh, so good. When he cuts in and it just goes. And just deflates. <laughs> that's a Christmas dinner. We know it's on Christmas, but that's I the know. type of fail I'm hoping for. <laughs> Um, so please send us your Thanksgiving fail stories. You can send us a voice memo. Just go to the voice memo app on your phone. Hold your phone up to your face like you're making a phone call. Try to keep it under a minute and send it to us at thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. You can also just write us an email and include your story and we can read it. Or you can go to our Instagram profile page, which is at joyandclaire underscore and click the contact button. And that will take you to a Google voice voicemail box where you can leave a message. So thank you guys. This has been, I still am loving doing all these like question and answers. I know we took a little bit of a break from it the last few weeks it felt like, but um, we're back And we want to know what your Thanksgiving fail stories are. Yes. Can't wait. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Remember, Blue Blocks discount code, JOY. Yay. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.